Hi there, I'm Annette of Arba Africa and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to John Afezi Apia, an entrepreneur, human capital development specialist and youth empowerment enthusiast on how to on how young people can develop personal leadership. John is the CEO of A-League Consult and he is the co-founder and president of the African Chamber for Youth Development. Welcome, John. How are you today and what have you been up to these days? Only on mute, good. Welcome to the show, John. How are you today? I'm very fine, and I hope you're also doing well. So, welcome, and what have you been up to these days? Um, a, a number of things, including trying to survive, especially in this present economy. So, I've been very busy working very hard to ensure that I'm able to, um, as it were, sustain the sources of income that comes into me and then uh, thinking of ways I can improve what it is that I'm doing in order to raise my level of income to ensure that um, I'm not submerged by the, the way things are going. Okay, so just as an intro, who is John Afezi? Apia, apart from all that I have said, who are you generally? All right, all right. Thank you very much for the question. So I think that I'm I'm a very passionate young man who believes that if the young African or the young Ghanaian, for that matter, is given the opportunity, and if the young Ghanaian is able to prepare himself or herself very well, they will be able to rise to the task and they will be able to make a difference. So all my life, all I've been trying to do is to work very hard and show by dint of what I'm doing that it is possible for the young person to make impact. It is possible for the young person to be able to uh, make income for himself or herself. It is possible for the young person to contribute to national development. So I am all about looking at ways by which I can empower and, um, as it were, enable other young people to also have this sort of thinking and mindset that will allow them to be able to be useful people in the communities they find themselves in and in the societies that they find themselves in. As some of your interests, some of the things you are generally interested in? All right. So for now, three main things that I'm focused on. I run a medical center, which is based in Kufuridua. And um, the passion I have is to also contribute to the development of health in Ghana. And through Kufuridua Clinic, that's the name of the medical clinic that I run here in Kufuridua, I'm able to pursue my interest of um, how medicine, drugs, technology and all that can help people to heal when they are sick and also help people to get better so that's one of the interest areas that i'm actively pursuing i'm also interested in youth development 
And to that effect, I have set up an NGO called the African Chamber for Youth Development that is seeking to empower more young people to become effective leaders in any area of the society they find themselves in. And then I am passionate about human capital development. I think that it's not enough to go to school and get a certificate. You need to be able to get the requisite skills and competencies that will allow you to function well in the world of work and to be able to rise up the corporate ladder and eventually become a very influential person in the corporate society or in business as a whole. So these are the three main interest areas, medical science, youth development, and human capital development. All right. So why are you interested in youth development? I am interested in youth development because if you read the statistics, you will get to know that about 42% of the global population are eight under 25. And it is interesting to know that nearly half of the world's young people live in sub-Saharan Africa. And I'm very interested and passionate about youth and youth development and youth empowerment because uh, from the time I was born up to now, I remember that those days, especially in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of concentration on the natural resources that Africa has, the natural resources that uh, countries in Africa have. So the gold, the diamond, the bauxite, the oil, and then all that. But as, as I mean, when growing up or over this period of 20, 30, 40 years, I have realized that it appears that uh, our natural resources are not helping us. And there are lots of issues with the fact that uh, the perception is that people from the Western world have come to stick all our gold, take all our oil and all that. And it has not in any way positively contributed to development. So I am interested in what I call the youth gold mine. If we are able to focus on young people in Africa, we are able to empower them, they're able to receive the right education, they're able to get the right skills, they're able to get the right mindset, then I'm convinced that we will be able to do something for ourselves as young people and for the countries we find ourselves in within Africa. Because if nearly half of the world's young people live in sub-Saharan Africa and the youth is the future of the, the world or the future, then it is indeed important that we pay a lot of attention to empowering young people, giving them the necessary skills they need to allow them to be able to take up the mantle and be able to contribute to development of the countries that they find themselves in. So that is why I am very passionate about young people. Mm. Okay. So what do you do at um, A-League Consult? So A-League Consult is a, it's an organization that um, I set up to provide human capital development to businesses, to organizations, to NGOs, and to society as a whole. So what we do in the early consult is that we realize that it's not just enough to be recruited into a company. You need certain key skills that will allow you to be able to function efficiently and effectively in the uh, organization that you find yourself in. So what A-League does is that we were a team of consultants that provide training and capacity building, skills development, skills enhancement for people that are in the work world. Because we think that uh, sometimes people don't pay a lot of attention to human capital development. The emphasis is on just getting a job. But when you get a job, it is not enough. Your certificate may get you the job, but you need some other skills, soft skills, and very important leadership skills that will allow you to actually rise through the rank and to be able to exert a certain level of influence in the businesses and 
organizations that you find yourself working in. So the early consult provides that training, they provide that capacity building, they provide that skills enhancement. And we work very closely with human resource managers and human resource directors and ensure that they are able to make the best out of the human capital they are working with. So that is what early consult does. Okay. So as you've already chipped in um, leadership, today's topic is youth and personal leadership. So what to you is personal leadership? What, what to you is personal leadership? All right. One of the things that I usually say when I get opportunity and platform like this is that um, I, I don't attempt to give book-long definitions. I try to give very practical, workable you know, definitions that will allow us all to be able to at least grasp the tenets of the main things that we're speaking about. So in my opinion, I think that personal leadership essentially is about taking charge of your own life and then living responsibly. That is how I'd want us to look at the concept of personal leadership. It's about you as an individual taking charge of your own life, doing the things you have to do to ensure that you are able to achieve your goals and your dreams. And most importantly, you're able to live a very responsible life. So that is how I would want us to look at the concept of personal leadership. As you have said that, I'm, I'm tempted to ask you, do you think that a lot of people have personal leadership? A lot of young people. Right, right. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. I don't think that a lot of people have personal leadership. And um, I, I am saying that to the effect that over the past five to ten years, I've been closely involved, especially with young people, and trying to find out what we can do to help people to be able to identify that if anything has to happen, it has to be you. I think that unfortunately, a, long, a lot of young people have the mentality of entitlement. So people are not being, young people are not being responsible for their own lives. What, what, what I mean is that we, we have been brought up to believe that if things don't go well, blame any other person. Take the typical university, for example. When you write an exam and it comes and you are failed, you say that, well, the lecturer has failed me. But when it comes and you have passed, you say, oh, well, I have passed. But I think that embracing the concept of personal leadership, it is for both the negative and the positive. And unfortunately, a lot of young people are still with the mindset that, well, our parents didn't help us. They, they may not have taken us to the best of schools. Our system hasn't helped us. Our governments haven't helped us. And the society as a whole has not helped us. And the blame game continues to perpetuate. And so long as young people are thinking that way, then we are not embracing the concept of personal leadership. So I think that to answer your question straight to the point, a lot of young people have have not yet embraced the concept of personal leadership because you see the moment you embrace the concept of personal leadership then you know that whether you fail or you succeed it is absolutely up to you people can help people can support but don't have that entitlement that it is by force for them to help you to succeed and i have seen young people that have received a lot of support but yet still have failed and i've seen young people that who didn't receive any form of support or so ever, but they've been able to struggle and now they've been able to do something significant with themselves so the concept of personal leadership i think is very topical i think is very timely and i'm happy annette that you are leading a conversation in this line so I want to ask you, you as an individual, definitely you are different, you think differently, and you have set yourself apart in this way and trying to contribute something. 
how have you come to experience personal leadership? What bore this kind of feeling within you? How did you experience personal leadership? All right. So I think that for me, um, some way, somehow, at a very early age, I realized that um, I, I have to take responsibility for my life and not depend 100% on other people for matters of my growth and my progress and my uh, rise in, in, in the society. And I remember when I completed the, the senior secondary school, at that time I was desirous to go and read medicine and actually become a medical doctor. But unfortunately that year when I applied for med medical school, or oh, I applied to read medicine or biological sciences as it was known in those years, I didn't get admission into school. So then I felt that, well, the world has come to an end for me and therefore I was just morose, I was very depressed, I was very downcast until a friend of mine advised me that, well, you know what, you may not have gotten in this year, but you have next year. But between now and next year, you should do something significant with your life that would help you make impact on the people around you. So he, he asked for my results. I told him my results and he said it was a very good result. And therefore, rather than stay home and just eat and sleep and cry and all that, I should think of going to find a school to teach. So whether it's a basic school or junior secondary school or junior senior high, as they call it now and all that, it will be my interest to at least try and pass on the knowledge and information I've acquired or the, the certain level of experience I've had, you know, going to school, uh, graduating from the senior secondary school. And then it clicked me that, well, it is true because then there are people who are below me that may benefit from the knowledge I've acquired in school and the skills I've acquired in school. So then I took the advice of this very good friend of mine and then I was able to get a school to teach in. And then whilst teaching or over the period of time that I was teaching, I increasingly realized that it is not all just about becoming a medical doctor or a lawyer or whatever you may want to call it, but it is more about identifying what your strengths are and what you can use your strengths to do in order to be more productive, obviously gain some profit and then help society. And then growing up almost in every class that I attended or I was I was promoted to, I became a leader. I was I was made a class prefect, sometimes by my own classmates voting for me or by teachers appointing me. And then I realized that this issue of leadership is important for us to be able to make that mark we want to make in the society. We all need to have a certain level of leadership in us. And that is how come I realized that it was important for me to continue to explore that concept of personal leadership and continue to use myself as an example as I go on that campaign to empower young people to embrace personal leadership. So that was more of something inborn, something within you that compelled you to do more, taking advice and then you paying attention to your experiences and the things that were around you. That's a good point. Now, how can a person develop um, personal leadership for the individual who maybe they've realized that they haven't really taken responsibility over time and they feel like, okay, I'm listening to this conversation. I want to do something about my situation. What can I do? So how can someone take charge of their own life? I think that a very first step is to realize that you need to take that step 
very important because if you don't come to that personal realization that yes i have been through a lot i may have wasted time i may have lost my bearings in life but i still want to do something with myself that push that kind of you know motivation is very important in helping people embrace the concept of personal leadership so for me the first thing is for the individual to realize that there is more that i can do and i am willing to do all it takes to allow me to be able to be the best version of myself that for me is the first step into embracing personal leadership the second step is for you to identify what exactly you want to do with yourself that vision that dream that thing that keeps you awake that thing that keeps you ticking day by day that thing that keeps you awake at night sometimes thinking of what you can do in order to also contribute to development where you find yourself in so you need to identify what that thing is what i will call the vision what i will call the dream what i will call the aspiration those things are very important because it is what you look up to in your journey of personal leadership where you want to also ultimately arrive at what you want to ultimately do with yourself that becomes the yastic that becomes the light to which you look to allow you to be able to pursue the tenets of personal leadership in order to get to that point so that's the second thing for me the third thing is to be able to identify what you have what i mean by that is that especially for the people who may be listening to us you may have enjoyed a certain level of education you may have a certain level of basic skills and competencies that you have that you can build upon to be able to do more with yourself so for you to embrace totally the concept of personal leadership you need to also set yourself you need to be able to do some form of introspection to be able to identify what you have what your core strengths are what are the things that comes to you easily because it is not time to reinvent the wheel you need to by this time identify certain things you have certain skills you have certain um, competencies that you have that you can build upon or you can leverage upon to be able to push yourself to your, your 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 maximum limit so that is also another important thing to do identify what you already have the fourth thing you need to do is then once you identify what you have it paints a picture of what you need to add in order to get your vision fulfilled or get your dream fulfilled so then you look for ways you can acquire those skills or acquire those competencies that will allow you to be able to fully pursue the dream or the vision you have so once you identify the gaps once you identify what you need once you identify where you fall short then you need to make a conscious effort to acquire these skills and learn these things it's not only restricted to classroom learning something as simple as mentoring something as just having a role model somebody to which or to whom you look up to you engage with on a regular basis to allow you to better yourself and improve yourself it's very very important so you should be able to look at ways you can close that gap or you can as it were do something about the the weaknesses you have and the skills deficit that you have that is also very important and maybe the last thing i will stress upon is that you need to also identify like-minded people who are also on a journey of embracing personal leadership and using personal leadership to change the story around them because sometimes as a leader you need 
fellow fellow leaders to encourage you you need fellow leaders to be able to keep you in check to keep you in 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 line that kind of peer review mechanism that allows you to engage with other leaders who are determined to use themselves as examples to change the society or change the system that they find themselves in so annette these are the five steps that i will hit on just to encourage people and draw people into the pursuit of personal leadership love for you because you have shown that you are really a coach you have taken us through the whole like five step ish thingy but you know there's a question that i it wasn't part of the plan but i'm tempted to ask you this because you mentioned that people should have vision they should have something that drives them that wakes them up the thing that they dream about their strength etc that thing that drives them to want to do more to go and do more now you realize that there is this fear that is <laughs> that has taken over society that has taken over young people it's like a plague and it's been there in fact it's been there for ages i don't know when it started how it came about but there is this fear that a lot of people have when it comes to pursuing their calling or their life's purpose or their dream because some way somehow um people feel that it is impossible for them to achieve their dreams maybe they are going on a wild goose chase if they are um dreaming uh, if they, they are going to shoot a, 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 a vulture or something so they are going on a wild goose chase if they are going to pursue their dreams because already there are no jobs this is the mantra a lot of people have this mantra they will say there are no jobs all that and that life is difficult things are tough and so why don't you just find something to do if someone pays you maybe um, maybe 200 dollars or whatever amount they pay you on a monthly basis you just take that and survive so this lie has gotten people taking their personal leadership away somehow leaving it to chance or leaving it to fate to say that let me let me just take what i can get and let's go with the flow how do we reconcile this kind of situation it's a very very real issue very very real issue and uh, honestly i have come to realize that when bread and butter issues are, are still a big deal you know um a lot of people including myself at a certain stage in my life i was just thinking about survival because look honestly you can have all the ideal dreams and aspirations and all that but if you don't have food to eat you don't you're unable to put bread on your table you're unable to find shelter over your head then the question is would you even live long to be able to see the realization of the dream and and the aspirations that you have so honestly the way things are going the difficulty in the system and all that i think that young people will just have to understand that look for me honestly i would advise that let's think about what we can do or let us take advantage of any uh, opportunity that comes our way it may not be the ultimate thing but you need to first utilize the little little opportunities around you before you can then build on that and then maybe attain that ultimate vision that you have so what i mean is that you know there's this um fast track thinking or fast track mentality or the microwave thinking that 
you know it, it just happens you wake up one day and then you have made it but it is not so at all it is not going to be something that will come to us in a matter of days or a matter of weeks all right for some of the people that we admire in today's society who have achieved greatness who have made a lot of impact who have been able to build a lot for themselves and for the people around them it took them a lot of years to be able to get to that stage some took more than 20 years some took more than 30 years some even took more than 40 years before they reached this point where we young people look at them and we admire them so the honest truth is that we need to also be able to give ourselves time. What it means is that we should not be too much under duress and think that we can quickly, you know, circumvent the system and then within a matter of days, three days, one week, you'll be a billionaire. You'd have hit a certain level of influence in the society and overnight success. Those things are not real. We need to face the facts, all right? So... <clears throat> Sorry, I tell a lot, of, a lot of young people I engage with that yes, the system is difficult, there are challenges, and that even though you are passionate about your dream, it doesn't mean that the passion alone will be what will sustain you to be able to achieve your dreams. So you need to take advantage of the opportunities that are around you. So for example, your ultimate aim is to become a very influential bank manager, a very influential person in the finance industry. You may have a lot of skills in the finance industry. You may have gone to school, your PhD, your master's and all that, but you may not start off as the bank or the governor of the Bank of Ghana. You may start from maybe a small micro credit organization, maybe just like a teller or just like an entry person. But the point is that you need to be able to, first of all, take advantage of these little little steps to be able to build yourself to be able to build a network and to be able to grow so if you take social media for example there there's what they call the artificial growth where you actually pay money and then people just subscribe or all that but there's also another way where you can grow organically and most of the time, what he said is that for the organic growth, it allows real people who really understand what they are doing to actually follow you or subscribe to your channel. And these are people that will engage with you. So you can see somebody on social media with about 300,000 people, but really just a small fraction of people are engaging with them. And in the same way, you may see another person with just about 100 followers or 100 subscribers, but these subscribers are daily interacting and engaging. All right. Right? So it is the same thing if you compare it to real life. You may not get it today, you may not get it tomorrow, but you may be, you should be committed to consistently and constantly go on a certain trajectory that will allow you to rise through the ranks and get to the top. So that thinking that it will happen today, it will happen tomorrow, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may not even be next year, but we need to first of all think about what we need to do in order to survive. And Annette, it's important to note, I've met some young people that say that, well, I went to the university so I don't see myself doing this kind of job. Meanwhile, all the jobs we've applied for, nothing has come out of it. But there are very close opportunities around them, but because they think that it is in the informal sector and all that, so they are not interested in pursuing those opportunities. And they are home waiting to get that white-collar job before they start doing something with themselves. But I think that we need to broaden our mindset. First, do what comes close to you. Do it and do it well. Build upon it. And then as the smaller doors open to you, it introduces you to the bigger doors. So I think that we need to encourage ourselves as young people people that yes it is tough yes it is difficult but we need to take that very first step and the first step may include survival 
what you need to do in order to survive. Once you survive, then you can build on that and then you can get to a point of abundance and a point of overflow. But it will not happen in a day or two. It will take a long while. So if you take myself, for example, like I said in, in our conversation, I started off as a teacher in a basic school and then I moved on to teach in a junior secondary school before I went back to the university. When I finished the university, the first thing I did as national service was to also teach in another school. Whilst all my friends were struggling to go to parliament to do their national service, work with banks and telecoms and all that, I happened to find myself in a senior secondary school environment still as a teacher. But I pursued it. I did the very best that I could whilst I was there. And from there, I worked as a customer service advisor for an IT company. I built on myself, built on my skills. And then I went back to school to read a master's in communication studies. Then I started working with Joy FM as a producer on Joy FM and a producer on News File, a producer for the Super Morning Show. And that's where I also learned a lot of things, built a lot of network. People may think that, oh, once you have done your master's, you should go straight to become a host or you should do this or that. But sometimes life doesn't happen that way. You need to be able to take every opportunity that comes. So I did that. And then I moved on from Joy FM to the British High Commission where I was a communications officer. And then I did that for also another year or two. Then I moved to Invest in Africa as a marketing manager for that company. I came back into the media TV3, and this time I was a presenter on TV3 New Day. And then I did that for a while, and then I decided to start the early consult and then pursue some other dreams that I had. So somebody may see me at that time at Joy FM and think that, yeah, he, I mean, it's magic for this young man. He's working on the Super Morning Show, and that time was a very big show. You know, somebody may have met me at the British High Commission and say that, oh, John, I want to be like you, but it didn't just happen. I went through a lot of things, worked in other places, and each places that I, or each of the places that I worked prepared me for the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. So we as young people, we need to embrace that organic growth that will allow us to be able to ultimately achieve our dreams. Thank you very much, John, for sharing this. It is really um, refreshing to hear um, that we should be we should be ready to go on that journey and that whilst you 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 take the first step you should you should be willing to move from the first step to the next actually my takeaway from what you have said is that keep the vision in mind that even though you may you may not have it now or things will not happen overnight Keep the vision in mind because what I also see is that whilst people are going through the mail, going through their journey at various points, someone would, at your point when they were in their senior high school, get stuck there and they will be they will be there for 15 years and would not have gone to do anything more to do the customer service stuff or go to school again or do the producer work. People just get get stuck at these various steps. That if so, this ex the example you have given of yourself has shown that at every point when you have outlived the time and learned what it is you have to learn, you have to continue and keep the vision in mind. I wonder if there's something you want to add to that, or I should go to the next question. You've captured it perfectly. That's that's very important. So you need to understand. 
understand that where you are now, it is somebody's dream to be there. But you as the person at that position, you may also be dreaming of something else. That is how life is. So maybe at the time I was working at Joy, or somebody's dream to work at Joy, but I moved on because I felt that I had to pursue other things or higher callings and then all that. So it is, it is for people to understand that you need to keep the big picture in mind, but yes, still take advantage of the little opportunity that comes your way and then rise up. Very well, Captain. And Okay, that's great, John. So, John, what do you want to be remembered for? What contribution do you want to make? Three main things. One very significant contribution to the health and the development of health in Ghana. And I'm happy that I'm working with a clinic that is contributing significantly to the health of the people within Kufuridua and that environment. So I want people to remember me for what I brought to them in, in, in the field of medicine, in the field of health. I'm not a medical doctor. I didn't start this clinic. It was started by my late dad. And he passed on in 2018 to glory. And I have assumed leadership and management and running of the clinic. So I am bringing on board my managerial skills, my managerial competences and leadership skills to ensure that we're able to grow the clinic and expand our services, expand the scope of work we do and make greater impact on the health of the people in Kufuridia and the surrounding towns and villages. The second thing I want to be remembered for is my contribution to youth development. I want people to always think about John Appiah and think about that young man who gave us all and empowered a lot of young leaders to take responsibility, to pursue and embrace personal leadership, and for them to do so much with themselves. And the last thing I want to be remembered for is in helping people to make the best out of the jobs that they are doing, out of the careers that they have, in, in, in the sense that my human capital development work through the early consult. I want it to always ring a bell in the minds of people. My ultimate vision in that contest is that in the next five to ten years, the, the leaders we see in corporate Ghana and business Ghana should be people that would have had an encounter with the early consult. And I believe that once we're able to influence people to rise up through the ranks to become C-suite executives and leaders in the various business sectors, then we can have that impact and make that kind of change that we always want to make in the society. So for me, Annette, these are my top three things that I want people to remember me for. Really amazing. Now, I wonder if our audience have any questions as we begin to round up on this conversation. The last question that I have for you, John, is advice you would give to young people. What kind of advice would you give to young people, a young person, apart from all that you have said right now and all the insight you have given to us, any other thing that you want to say to a young person listening today? Yes. The, the first thing I would want them to have at the back of their mind is that there is still hope and they should hold on to the hope that things will improve and things will be better. The moment we lose sight of hope, then we are going down, 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 down the hill and may never be able to come up again. So I need a lot of young people, especially in our economic conditions and the, the political situations, not just in Ghana, but across Africa, 
and across the rest of the world. I want them to have that hope that things will change. The second thing they need to do is that once you have the hope, you should be willing to work. You should be willing to work hard. You should be willing to contribute to personal your own personal development. You should be willing to go the extra mile. You should be willing to be consistent with your efforts because that is the only time that it will bear fruit for you. And the last thing that I'll say to young people is that let us learn to work together with each other. We may not be able to achieve it all on our own. We should be able to leverage on the strengths of the people around us and we should be able to work together like as a team. So Annette, for example, we met some time ago and look at us here today. We are working together to contribute to empowering young people and helping them to be better. Without your platform, maybe people will not hear what it is that I'm saying, but your platform has created an opportunity for me and I've been able to bring my experience and my skills together. So we need to be able to work together as a young as young people to be able to make the best out of every opportunity. So I really like that part of working together, collaborations, etc. So John, I thank you so much for coming today. Now we've gone through a lot of hard facts about personal leadership, youth, etc. But now we are going to play the numbers game. And how the numbers game works is that we have um, numbers 1 to 100 that you choose any five random numbers and there are corresponding questions to those numbers. They are fun questions and then we will, we will just answer them as a way to get to know you a bit better and to bring more fun to this conversation. So if you are ready, you come off meet and you tell me your five numbers that you would choose. 12. 4. Okay, 12. Okay, 4. 83. 83. 1. Wow. Okay, 1. And then 100. These are really random. Like, you are the first person <laughs> who has given me these numbers and I can actually see that these are just <laughs> random. We go from 83 to 1. <laughs> 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 yeah okay so we are going to do this as fast as we can question number 12 what makes you laugh the most laugh as in uh, 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 laugh, uh, laughter is that yes, it yes yes yes, yes. yes. jokes uh, uh, jokes i really enjoy jokes <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's your favorite quote number four you can do all things through christ that strengthens you Amazing. Number 83. What three things do you think of the most each day? I'm sure food is in it. <laughs> no, the food is number three, actually. Number one is money, and then number two is empowering others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Food is number three. Okay. So, question number one Who is your role model? Um. Hmm. So let, let me just select one person who's my role model, Jesus Christ. Okay. Question number 100. What cartoon do you like to watch? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mr. Bean animation. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. You will not believe how many times I watch it during the week. Wow. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> right okay so john this is where we come to the end of our podcast i've been 
excited to learn a lot from you and it's been an eye-opener. You have shared that personal leadership is about taking charge of your own life and taking responsibility. You have advised that people should move away from the entitlement attitude and work hard, work together, move away from the blame game. People should also identify their strength and tap into that. You have also advised that people as a first step should make a decision to want to take personal leadership, have a vision, identify what gaps are in there, take the necessary steps they need, the new skills they need to build, and then more importantly also be in the midst of like-minded individuals who will propel them to do more. So thank you very much for coming on our show here on Coffee and Stars podcast. It's been an exciting edition learning about youth and personal development. I hope we can collaborate more in other areas and I appreciate you and your contribution towards all that you are doing for Ghana and in Africa. Thank you and cheers.